Hello, and welcome to the 15th episode of The Athletic Cast. The date is April 6th, 2020. I am your co-host, Garrett. And I'm your still the same co-host, Brady. All right, and uh, no urgent stuff today, which means we're jumping straight into news. And we're going to start, per usual, with NFL. And first story about that is former New Orleans Saints kicker Tom Dempsey has died from complications due to the coronavirus. He was 73 years old and was also suffering with bouts of dementia and Alzheimer's. And Dempsey was seen as a disabled rights activist because he was a famous bell kicker who made a 63-yard field goal despite not having any toes on his right foot from birth. Next story. Yes, it is very impressive. Next NFL story. Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay has donated over 10,000 N95 masks for the city of Indianapolis to help combat COVID-19. Good guy, Jim. Yes, very good. Next NFL story. Texans head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien has given some insight on his side of the story regarding the DeAndre Hopkins trade. He stated that DeAndre was a loved member of the organization and that Bill O'Brien did care for him, but he wanted a raise and they weren't willing to give it to him. So they shipped him off for subpar value to the Arizona Cardinals. Next story, New Orleans may miss out on hosting the 2024 Super Bowl due to conflicts due to the new 17-game season. This new addition of an extra week would conflict it directly with Mardi Gras and the Super Bowl, which would be around the same time. This would prove to be too much of a hassle, so the city of New Orleans is prepared to basically cease and desist from hosting the 2024 Super Bowl. Send it to Detroit. Oh, yeah. Last time that happened, I think, was Steelers Super Bowl. I think uh, you're right. Yeah, I think it was XL. Mm-hmm. But, um, last story, Pro Football Hall of Famer Bobby Mitchell, a standout for the Cleveland Browns and Washington Redskins from 1955, sorry, 1958 to 1960, passed away Sunday afternoon due to complications, likely because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And uh, that'll do it with NFL news on the NBA. Yeah, I only have one thing in NBA today, uh, it, which is French yep, guard Maldon, or it's probably French, it's like Maldon or something like that, uh, files for the NBA draft. And I know you're a big draft guy, so I'm sure you have something to say about that. About uh, Mr. Maldon? Yes. Uh, well, I'm glad you said so. Uh, French point guard Theo Maladin, the 15, number 15-ranked prospect in the ESPN 100, has submitted paperwork to the league office to make himself eligible for the 2020 draft. Like it said, he was the number 15-ranked total prospect, so that leaves him around probably 4th to 5th-ranked point guard, which means he will probably go in the lottery or maybe just outside of it. And then uh, I have some college basketball news, which is also some declaration news. And that is that sophomore Kentucky guard Ashton Haggins has declared for the 2020 NBA draft. Mm -hmm. He averaged 11.5 points per game, 6.4 assists per game, and a team-high 58 steals. Wow, that's pretty bad. And then I have one piece of college football news, and that is that Mississippi State defensive lineman Fabian Lockett has entered the transfer portal. Sources are saying that this could be due to the now-deleted head coach Mike Leach tweet that showed an old woman knitting her husband a noose for a scarf. The South is a very 
well, as most people know, a very racially historic place in America. Mm. So they're extremely sensitive down there. You don't just make these racist remarks or racist tweets. And I can definitely see where the blowback is coming from. I don't believe he had any ill will or any malice, but I do think that you have to be a little more careful and a little bit more understanding of where you are so you don't slip up and make this mistake because now your D tackle is in the transfer portal over a stupid tweet that probably only took two minutes out of your day to upload. Mm, I'm, yeah, that's completely unnecessary. Yeah. I have one thing of college basketball news, and it's kind of random, but okay. you know, both the Patino, the father and the son, so the son who coaches at Minnesota and the son are in the father who cheated, but um, <laughs> are going into a WWE match against each other. So that look forward to that. Uh, that 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 is not the it story. <laughs> no, they were betting on a WWE match to see where they would play each other in an Iona Wisconsin game. That makes more sense. I read it wrong. Everything you said right, yeah, I did not. Seventy-year-old coach is not going to fight his son in the ring. You know that afraid. would be awesome. I'm hundred percent for it. Yeah, it would yeah. Be. I just didn't read it right. That's my fault. But thank you for fixing me. Fixing my problem. Uh, no problem. And I did get a notification just now, and that is that in WrestleMania news, host Rob Gronkowski, former tight end for the New England Boo. Patriots, pinned Mojo Raleigh to take home the 24-7 title. Gronk now has a WWE belt. I, I, I don't even know what to say. That's kind of whack, him being the host and all, but hey, you do you. He definitely has the body of a wrestler. Without a doubt. Not much of a wide receiver, would you think, anymore? Uh, yeah, probably not. But um, yeah, that'll do it for daily news. So you want to head into our top, top 10? Top 10 today is NBA small forwards. And uh, uh, do you want to start that over or start that today? Because I started yesterday. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, all right, so at the number 10 spot, I have Mr. Gordon Hayward from the Boston Celtics. He averaged 17 points per game, seven rebounds per game, four assists per game, and he shot 50, 39, and 85 shooting. And uh, Gordon Hayward, most likely known on his uh, Boston Celtics time for that horrible injury he had in the first oh, game of the season. Me. Yeah, but it was very gruesome. But um, basically, it's good to see that he bounced back from that horrible leg injury, and he's coming back to be a key piece on a contending team as a third option. Contending or with quotes. Maybe, yes, quote-unquote, if the season comes back. But, uh, yeah, I think for being the third option on a very good team, that deserves you to get the number 10 spot on the small forward top 10 so list. My top 10 starts off with TJ Warren out of Indiana, so Indiana Pacers. I mean, this player, he really deserves praise for what he's really done. Besides getting destroyed by Jimmy Butler in that one game, which you yeah. said kind of brings down your respect for the man. Uh, I <laughs> completely understand, but he's shooting 50% from the field and 38% from three, which is pretty decent for a man that's that size. And, I mean, he's really helping yeah, the good. Pacers out. Same with um, Sabonis. They, those two kind of work together pretty well. So that's why he's my number 10. All right, uh, at number nine, I have DeMar DeRozan from the San Antonio Spurs. He averaged 22 points per game, 
six rebounds per game, six assists per game, and he shot 53, 27, and 84. DeMar DeRozan is the half of a big two in San Antonio with LaMarcus Aldridge, and they're not performing very well. I think that could be due to the fact that they do have young point guards in Derek White and DeJounte Murray, but I think that they're also regressing because it is near the end of their careers. But uh, I think DeMar DeRozan still averaging 22 points per game in his 30s, I want to say, is mm-hmm. uh, yep, impressive. So I have him at my number nine spot. I also have DeMar DeRozan at my number spot. You already are number nine spot, you know. He's on that list. He's on the list. Yes. But, um, coming from Toronto to, um, sadly, the Spurs, is not too fun, especially for DeMar DeRozan. But you said with the big two and DeMar or Aldridge, I mean, he's played up to his game, and so is mostly DeRozan. He said he yeah. had a few clutch, clutch shots this year and hopefully mm-hmm. would bring them to the playoffs and, you know, sometime. Maybe we don't know if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. But hopefully. So, you know, we both agree he's number nine. All right. At number eight, I have Mr. – Ojan Bogdanovich, uh, he is on the Utah Jazz, and he averages 20 points per game, four rebounds per game, and two assists per game, and he shot 55, 41, and 90. So he's about 5% off from the field from being in the 50, 40, 90 club, which is a very exclusive club. And uh, Bojan is, I'd say, probably the third option on the Jazz behind Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. However, if you're a third option, just like Gordon Hayward, and you put up 20 points per game, I think that makes you a very skilled player. And I believe Bojan was on the – oh, wait, no. That was Bogdan, who's on the Kings. I'm not sure if they're related. Same last name, though. But, um, yeah, uh, I guess that is the end of my description. Bojan is number eight. This is kind of weird, Garrett. I also have – Bojan. Oh, <laughs> Not <a> Utah Jazz. <laughs> I don't like doing this every single time because then you already said all the numbers, so I can't say the numbers. Yeah. But, I mean, right now there's really no better three-point shooter uh, in the NBA. I mean, he's shooting pretty decent from three. Uh, when Steph Curry's hurt, you really can't stop. <laughs> there's really no challenge. Yeah. But as a guy, as a small forward, he's shooting pretty well with connecting nearly 50% of his last 180 attempts which is very decent. Mm-hmm. So that's well. I'll leave that off. All right. At number seven, I have uh, Kelly Oubre Jr. from the Phoenix Suns. He averaged – wow, that's not proper grammar. He was averaging 19 points per game, six rebounds per game, two assists per game on 45, 35, and 78 shooting. And uh, I think Kelly Oubre is – the third option, again, that's a common theme, behind a center and a guard, Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. And um, Kelly Oubre kind of is developing a three-point shot after getting traded for kind of nothing. He was tra- He was involved in the Washington-Phoenix trade with Trevor Ariza. And uh, Trevor Ariza was obviously on the way out, and the Suns made a smart call by picking up Kelly Oubre who definitely accents Devin Booker very nicely. So I think that for that reason, I will have Mr. Oubre Jr. on the number seven slot. 
Number seven for me, I do not have the same one as you this oh, time. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. I have Chris Middleton from the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, Middleton is first time NBA All-Star this season, which is good. Uh, current, <laughs> He's currently the best, I think, in my mind. I don't know what, what you think, but I think he's currently the league's best second-round draft selection ever. I mean, Detroit picked him up. Detroit wasted him, and then he sent they sent him to the Bucks, and look what he's done. So another missed Detroit uh, issue there, yeah, which makes me want to cry, but that's okay. Uh, Middleton averaging nearly twenty points per game is pretty decent, and could be on a quote unquote championship team this year yeah. with Midman Giannis. Number seven for Chris Middleton. All right, uh, I respect. And uh, moving on to number six, we have, or I have, Tobias Harris from the Philadelphia 76ers, who averaged 19 points per game, seven rebounds per game, and three assists per game on 47, 36, and 81% shooting. So he was nearly there in the shooting from the field and the three uh, to getting the 50 40. But uh, Tobias Harris is, he kind of took a back seat after going from the Clippers. Uh, and then from the Clippers to the Pistons and Pistons to the Magic. He's kind of a... Big moving. Uh, yeah, he's a movers man. And um, But on the Clippers, he was heavily utilized because there wasn't a lot of uh, good players on that team. There wasn't any Kawhi or Paul George. Exactly. So uh, when he moved to Philly, he obviously took a backseat role to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But I think uh, by taking that backseat role, and still being an effective playmaker and scoring about 19 points per game and seven rebounds, it was able to keep the 76ers in contention. So for that reason, I have Tobias Harris at number six. For number six, I have Jason Tatum from Boston Celtics. Oh, my God, I forgot Jason Tatum. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, it seems so far that Kimball Walker is definitely a better fit than Kyrie Irving was in Boston. I would 100% say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Celtics, Kevin, I, I would say the Celtics chemistry has been really increased this year, which is good to see. Yeah. And he is scoring nearly 20 points a game for a team that's in, quote, unquote, like we said earlier, contention in the East, yep. which in my mind, they probably don't, but we'll never know. Yeah. Probably. Sad. But 21-year-old has really been clutch, I would say, and making 52% of his shots in the field and nearly 40% from three pretty decent Mm -hmm. definitely on my list all right and uh, I think that takes us up to number five correct yes all right and at number five I have Andrew Wiggins from the Golden State Warriors and he was traded earlier this season uh from the Minnesota Timberwolves and ever since he was traded on draft night for Kevin Love to the Timberwolves he was put in a horrible situation that team is not very good even when it has a star center like Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo no. Russell, they never seem to Seems do anything. in Minnesota like the choke. Yeah. Like the choke. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can understand why he wasn't really getting a lot of uh, attention there and a lot of chances. But when he was traded to the Warriors, who were having a down lineup, very injured, but um, Andrew Wiggins really stepped up to the field. And uh, scored 22 points per game, five rebounds, and four assists on 45, 33, and 71. But uh, 
yeah, he was the first option until uh, Curry came back. And I think he can be a vital spot in that fully healthy lineup next year with uh, Curry, Clay, Andrew Wiggins, Pascal, and maybe James Wiseman. You never know. I totally agree. You never know. Number five to me, breaking open my top five, I had Brandon Ingram okay. from from the Pelicans. And Brandon Ingram really has kind of had to take that team by himself without having Zion because Zion missed the first half. You no, know, he's probably still crying because Michigan State beat him, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but after his ankle injury, now he was back for that small amount of time. Didn't get in that rookie of the year spot because he's too trash. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, Ingram's averaging over 25 points per game and shooting over 50% and over 40% from three. And the amount of shots that he takes is a lot more than many small forwards. Yeah. So those kind of numbers, very impressive. Definitely in the top five. Okay. At uh, number four, I have Jimmy Butler from the Miami Heat. He scored 20 points per game, seven rebounds per game, and six assists per game on 45, 25, and 83. Not much of a three-point threat, but he is very uh, skilled defensively. I don't have the stats on me, but he was a very clamped defender. And uh, Jimmy Butler was acquired through a sign-and-trade with Joss Richardson over the uh, offseason. And he really kind of served as a replacement once uh, Dwayne Wade retired. So he was able to keep that momentum going by having a very strong team leader at the small forward slash guard position. And uh, I think Jimmy Butler was able to provide guidance to Tyler Harrow and Kendrick Nunn being rookies. And uh, I think for that reason, being a mentor and still putting up good points of a team that no one expected to be in the four seed. So uh, I think for that reason that uh, Jimmy Butler is my number four. My number four comes from the West and number four in Paul George. I mean, very few players can miss 11 games during uh, due to an off-season shoulder surgeries and erupt over 30 points in a back-to-back games right after coming back. Yeah. I mean, George, who was uh, came from the Clippers from the Thunder in a blockbuster trade mm-hmm. in the summer, you know. Everyone knows about that. But is clearly one of the few exceptions who really can do that. The six-time All-Star who uh, finished third, I think, did he finish third in the MVP voting last year? I'm pretty sure he did. Yeah, behind uh, Hart, to be honest. Right. But he scored 33 points against the Pelicans, 37 against the Hawks, and his first two games back. I don't know who does that after a shoulder surgery, which is huge because, mm-hmm. you know, basketball players use their shoulders all the time. Yeah. But his best performance came uh, so far from December 13th against the Timberwolves, where he exploded for over – 46 points, and then that same night, amazing Kawhi Leonard with a ha-ha-ha, that laugh, um, score 42 points. So those two together I think are really good. And then having all the controversial players that are also on the Clippers that are sometimes good and sometimes bad, I'm not really sure. I'm pretty sure Showtime Lakers can beat them anytime still. Yeah, But still decent team. This guy playing pretty good after his surgery, which is good to see. And, you know, he's getting a little older, but still, my number four spot. All right. At uh, number three, breaking off our top three, I have Brandon Ingram from the New Orleans Pelicans. Obviously, a first-time all-star that was acquired in the Anthony Davis trade. And I think that people really 
didn't expect Brandon Ingram to be put in that trade. They expected maybe Lonzo Ball and Kyle Kuzma and a plethora, fancy word, of first-round picks. But uh, it seems that Brandon Ingram is really stepping into his own. He had a blood clot issue last season with the Lakers that really hindered his performances and uh, kept him off the court with an injury. But uh, it seems he got that all cleared up, and he was able to rain threes from outside the arc. And uh, I think Slenderman is able to, um, with 24 points per game, six rebounds per game, and four assists per game, on 47, 39, and 86, uh, he's around four off for uh, 50, 40, 90. So he's just about to, you'd say, shooting perfection in statistics. So I'd say that for that reason alone, that Brandon Ingram is my number three. My number three, you already mentioned this man's name, but Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler hasn't played to an uh, M- kind of MVP level, but I mean, in the East, anything's an MVP at this <laughs> point. Uh, <laughs> but Jimmy Butler, I would say, is the second best player playing in the East right now, just behind the man, the Greek freak. Yeah. Um, which currently is amazing. Yeah. But I mean, it'd be hard to argue that anyone's really anyone else has played better or just simply made an impact on a team as he has, because look at the heat. They were pretty much nothing. And now they're kind of getting back to something. They haven't really been anything since LeBron, Bosch and Wade yeah, big three. were all there. Right. So, um, I mean, he came from the 76ers, which was through trade, but through his first 22 games, he, the four-time All-Star is averaging highs in rebound and assists while also scoring 21 points per game. You can't even imagine scoring in a game. Shout out to basketball, you know. Oh, definitely. Garrett's seen that happen. <laughs> but um, also very impressive with his triple-doubles that he's had this yeah. season. So easily, I yep. think, and you might have kind of snubbed him out a little bit, top three. All right. Uh at number two, I have Mr. Chris Middleton from the Milwaukee Bucks. He averaged 21 points per game, six rebounds per game, and four assists per game on 50, 42, and 90. Sound the alarm. Ding, 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 ding. New member of the 90 club. I believe it was a first-time all uh, unless your name is Stephen Curry. 50, 40, 90 is very hard to come by. And, um, him being paired with Giannis definitely helps him with uh, matchup situations because usually they put their big man or the best defender on Giannis to lock him up, which frees up Chris Middleton, which allowed him to have a all-star performance this year. And uh, I think on the number one team in the league and the number one team in the East, as the number two option on a team, you should definitely get that first runner-up slot and the second place. So for that reason, Chris Middleton, number two. Number two for me is Kawhi Leonard, the the laugh man. Um, when you look at L.A., you kind of hear about the big do with LeBron and A.D. But like I mentioned earlier, there's also uh, Kawhi Leonard yeah, and Paul George, which they've done. I already said enough on what they their accomplishments have been until the season got mm-hmm. yoinked away. Yeah. But, I mean, he scored. He's averaged – he averaged way high. I mean, he kind of had a few bad parts of the season, but everyone has those. And scoring at some points up in games near the 40s is definitely something you can't sleep on. 
and a man who can do that with a duo on that team definitely deserves my number two spot. All right, and that gives us to the top spot. And before I give my number one, if you were paying attention to my list, you would notice one thing. I do not have Mr. LeBron James on my list. Uh, He is classified as a small forward. I'm saying that in quotes. But if you watched uh, our top 10 point guards video, I believe that LeBron James in his old age is playing a point guard role, leading the league in assists after all. And uh, I think with that old age, it's kind of a load management tactic that uh, minimizes contact with defenders. And uh, that is why you probably don't see Mr. LeBron James on my list. So with that being said, number one, Kawhi Leonard, Los Angeles Clippers. He averaged 27 points per game, seven rebounds per game, and five assists per game on 47, 37, and 89. He obviously signed there in free agency in what was likely the biggest move of free agency. And uh, after acquiring Paul George, was said to rival LeBron James in his own city. And uh, they beat them twice in the regular season, the Lakers, and uh, lost in the latest matchup. But the Clippers are built for the playoffs. And uh, I think in a seven-game series, they could beat everyone but the Lakers. But, um, yeah, I think with uh, the Cyborg, uh, that he is really a dominant player after winning the finals MVP and winning the first championship for Toronto. I think uh, as the Cyborg that he is without emotion and the ha-ha-ha. Uh-huh. But um, I think enough cringeworthy moments. Um, Kawhi Leonard, number one. Tops the list. Ding, ding. Done. I don't know. I, I seriously have never disagreed with anything in my life more right now. LeBron James, what is he classified as? Huh? Guard. Tell me. Point no. guard. <laughs> he, he is a small forward. Yeah, I agree with your load yep. management issue um, and stuff, but because you don't want him to get hurt. Because, you know, he's waiting for Bronny to play with him. Mm-hmm. Or Lamelo Ball is going to come play with them. What do you think? Well, Marquise is going to play for the Lakers, <laughs> but <laughs> no, LeBron's the goat. He's my number one. Easy to say. There's an. I don't have to say that much because LeBron James, LeBron James. Most everyone knows LeBron James as being one of the, if not the best player to ever play yeah, in the NBA. I vote for that. I think he is. I think he is as well. Um, but that kind of just wraps it up here. I mean, sixteen time. NBA mm-hmm. All-Star. 16. 16 times. Um, I can't even count 216 sometimes, but, you know, rip. it's okay. So, rip to me. I know. But that's going to wrap it up. Do you have anything you would like to say before we um, Yeah, please don't hate me too much for my LeBron James point guard take. Uh, if you really want... Everyone write comments that... Yeah, uh, if you really want the full explanation, I kind of brush past it. But watch that top 10 point guards video. He's my number one because, like uh, we've discussed, he is the greatest of all time in the NBA court. Mm. And, uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, hopefully you enjoyed our top 10 list and our daily news for today. And uh, from co-host Garrett, uh, signing out, enjoy the rest of your April 6th, I believe. Yes, you are right. Hope you guys have a great April 6th, and I will see you tomorrow. Check out socials. See you later. Bye.